You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. The Flames showed up for homecoming with a 41-13 victory over Middle Tennessee. Did we see the best ever throw from Malik Willis this past Saturday? We'll break that down. Plus, we look ahead to the next couple weeks for Flames football, and I put the guys to the test for some real, true, false questions. You don't want to miss it because things are about to get heated up. Up in here. Up in here, up in here, up in here. Wow. That was great. Wow. I love it. (laughs) And I liked it a lot. Thank you. I know you appreciate that. You committed to it. You went with it, and I liked it. Let's get it started, Joe Yark. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. really fired up. Uh, yeah, we can yeah. tell. My yeah. true false segment here, this week, <laughs> I actually put some effort into it this week. Boy, <laughs> and I, I was everything. walking in. I didn't think there was because it was like I didn't see the rundown last yeah. night. So oh, I was just like, see, I like to keep you on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to prepare. We, <laughs> You got to be ready. Here, up in here. Okay, Joe Yog is just ready to wrap. Um, <laughs> You know, before we break down Malik's line and and talk about some of the highlights from the Flames victory on Saturday, what were your thoughts on the atmosphere? Because homecoming, 19,935 was in attendance at the game, were in attendance at the game. I thought it it felt, you know, full in Williams Stadium. It was extremely fun for me on the sidelines. I don't know about y'all. It's hard for us to tell a little bit because we're like two layers of glass deep. And so it's hard to kind of get like, the feel for it a little bit. I know pregame, we mentioned, you know, 30, 40 minutes out. It's like, oh, that feels like there's a few more folks already in the stadium and you'd see a lot more like streaming in. So it did feel like at least pregame, there was a little bit more buzz. Uh, right. You're out there. You yeah. probably feel a little bit more. Yeah. You could tell that there was, you could tell it was homecoming. Like, yeah. You, you just people walking around the concourse. You could tell that there's just old faces walking around, lots of hugs going on. And then when finally everybody sat down, the edge that's kind of above me on the second level is not usually full, but that there's people all packed in there. So yes, it had a, it was a loud environment. Like even Des and Pat who worked the halftime desk and pregame with me were like, it's loud in here today. Yeah. So yeah, you can tell it's different. I, I know this is hard to believe, but I was an absolute hot mess coming to the game because I was on time, <laughs> okay. but then I got stuck behind yeah. the homecoming parade yeah. and Ooh, I'm ouch. just like, Oh. Trying to dance in between everyone. Can I tell a quick story? Absolutely. Quick. Okay, so we're like about to get ready. We're kind of getting ready for the pregame show. And all of a sudden, like there's this person down on the field going, Remy Gibbon, Remy Gibbon, waving at me. But like, that's full, not normal. Full raincoat on. And I'm like, who is this nut job? Like, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah. And then all the people are like, who is that? I'm like, I have no idea. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, it's Emily. Uh, and they, and we all actually had a chuckle because we all, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And I should have known his, right from the get-go. Anyways, it's yeah. one of your groupies. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, um, <laughs> I was actually I was, I was bringing them a helmet <laughs> for the halftime set or the pregame set. Um, okay, so great win, forty-one thirteen. When you look at Malik Willis's line, and two of my true/false questions oh. have to do with Malik Willis. He was seventeen of thirty for two hundred and twenty-two yards, two touchdowns, and believe it or not. <sighs> Three interceptions. Yeah. 
three interceptions from Malik on Saturday. That was just very strange, in my opinion. We so that, just hyped him up. I mean, we've just been talking all oh. pregame about, like, zero interceptions, I, no turnovers. I understand, but that's what leads to my first true-false question. Oh, we're jumping right into wow. true-false. Jumping false. right oh, in. in. which it's it, it, I, I'm leading into the segment. This is how these things work. Okay. Um, was yeah. this the yeah. most un, this was the most uncharistic Malik Willis we've seen ever? Uh, as far as his performance, true no, or false? Well, no. I mean, I think you you true still or go false. Oh, Matt. false. I think you still go back to that NC State game where he never could really get anything right. strung together. Uh, the interesting thing though about those three interceptions, and he talked about and kind of broke each of them down in the post game. You know, the first one he said, "I made the wrong read. I should have hit the tight end." Uh, the deep ball to uh, I was interesting. The deep ball he threw to Frith that got intercepted. He said, "I didn't." think about it or realize that he's like but the wind we were going into the wind at that point and he said that throw just died in the air he's like i, I need to pay attention to my surroundings a little bit better and be aware of that because he's like that it just died and you watch you watch the replay it did it ended up being well you know underthrown. and then the one the linebacker jumped malik was like yeah that was a good play by him but he also needs to put a little bit more air under that ball as he was mm-hmm. trying to hit the tight end down the seam. I think the one interesting thing, though, when you look at this, so he threw more passes in this game than any this season. He threw 30 you know, pass attempts. I wonder if part of that was, hey, let's not let's not let him take some some hits. Like, let's try to keep, you know, let's try to take him a little bit out of the run game a little bit more than they have the past couple of weeks. The running backs were also having more success, so maybe you didn't need him to do as much with his legs. Um so, yeah, so that was a little bit surprising, too. He'd only thrown 19 passes in each of the two previous games. You wouldn't have thought in a game that was as one-sided as this one that you would have needed to throw him 30 times. Uh, but you did, and it ended up leading to some turnovers. Well, you know, I, I want to give credit to MTSU. The three interceptions that he threw outside of the the one that got caught up in the air to the outside of Noah Frith, he should have get that ball further outside where Noah had a better chance at it. But two really athletic plays. Yeah. The one that the great kid made on the sidelines, I mean, that looked like a wide receiver going up high for a ball, and then he had to toe tap it. Not only did he have to catch it, he had to get his you know toes yeah. down right on the side. I mean, that was an unbelievable play. The one that the other kid, it wasn't a great throw on the tight end down the middle, yeah. but that kid made a really nice, you know, scooped up, jumped up really high, made yeah. a real athletic. Those could have very, my point is, those could have very, very easily been incompletions, and we wouldn't be talking about them today. Uh, so yeah, but great plays by MTSU defense. Also, if you're asking, are we wor- like, am I no. worried? No, I'm not. Worried. False is the answer. That false. was not no. the true false question, but okay. thank you. Yeah. Rhett, what did you see from Malik with those three interceptions? Um, okay. So false. I don't think it was the most uncharacteristic game. <laughs> In some you. ways I think it was the most characteristic game. Cause you saw him get out there like flight of the bumblebee, like on that two point <laughs> conversion dun, 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 and then finally yeah. makes a great pass. I kind of wonder on that third interception as well, if he just thrown a couple picks in the game, he's like, okay, I need to do something now. Like, you know, he's not going to say that in the postgame presser, but I almost wonder if he's like, I've thrown a couple picks. I need to make something happen here and and throw the long ball and find Frith. And then like the wind got a hold of it. So, um, but no, I don't think it was the most uncharacteristic game I've seen of, of uh, Malik. I know we're just spoiled because he's usually just so. Yeah, he had zero interceptions right. going in. So it, yeah. it is. So there was um, a camera guy that got all on me. He's like, "Look, you guys jinxed him. You guys said no picks coming in the game. You <laughs> jinxed him." Like, the broadcast jinx. Yeah. After he said it to that. me like three times, I was like, "Buddy, that wasn't me. Yeah. That was Matt Warner and Joe Yacht. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah I know. But yeah. I was, he was just heaping it on me the yeah. whole game. Here's yeah. their address. I knew which way One... the wind was blowing. Yeah. Don't blame me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, so we don't want to just talk about the negatives. I want yeah, you guys to be a little bit more positive yeah. on this on this podcast. So it's your therapist so always next... tells you stay positive. Anna. Yes, yeah. mindfulness. Mind- <laughs> we should have your therapist just sponsor. Yes. Really. Another five central. <laughs> they get more airtime. She than has most. enough yeah. work to yeah. do, okay? Um, okay, so we're going to stay on the Malik what are you hype saying train. about Flame Station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, we saw the best throw Malik Willis has ever made this past Saturday. No. It's the two point conversion where he's just like stripping guys off him left and right, which I was standing there, third quarter. I'm like, looking at the guys around me on the sidelines and I'm like, what is he doing? What is he doing? And then he throws a two point conversion. Yeah. And I'm like, he's such a genius. <laughs> is that a true false? True false. That was the best throw. False. False. Because the best throw came earlier in this game. And for me, it was the pass down the middle of the field to Demario Douglas, where he was backpedaling Ooh. on his heels, not like backpedaling yeah. away from the line of scrimmage, Sideways. but like side, like, like le- legitimately backing up. Off, you know, off balance, and he threw it. And I went back and watched in the air. It was fifty-four yards. Was it really? Yeah, wow. in the air, and put it, <laughs> it. There were two defenders down there. Demario yeah. was double covered and still put it where only he could get it. To me, at least this season, that was the best throw that he has made. Well, yeah, that 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 was. I agree with that. But if we're counting his career. The best throw he ever made was the throw he made to Kevin Shaw against Virginia Tech. That was, yeah, it was on really the run. Really that was yeah. 40 yards on a rope yeah. down yeah. on the run yeah. to his right side. That that was the eye-popping throw. Now, that was a great play. The throw necessarily wasn't such a great throw on the two-point conversion like because it was how he stayed how he alive. Yeah. And like just the athleticism of what like going through his brain, being able to spin this way, spin that way, turn. By the time he gathered himself, and I think it was Brady Brown that was yeah. wide open, yeah. that he came. The throw was like, oh, I got out of this. Oh yeah, here we go. Wink, and two points. Yeah, I would say false as well. The one throw that comes to mind, I can't remember what game it was, but it was Malik to I believe Kevin Shaw over the middle. It was like a seventy-yard play. Um, oh yeah, yeah last year know, it was like an yeah. eighty-five-yard touchdown. Yeah. It had been like. Uh, it was in North Dallas or he, Western Carolina. That was like in that. the air for a while, too. That was, um, and honestly, he had that there. play also in this game where, again, he was rolling to his right oh, and just yeah. dropped it right over the top to DeMario as yeah, well, that where was that nice was a really impressive. Yeah. That, and that's one, too, where we talk so much about his arm strength, but when you see him show a little touch on some of these, that's where you're kind of seeing, I think, him even continue to grow this season, where he's kind of learning like when to add, when to subtract a little bit and show some of that touch on, on the passes that he needs to. Which, honestly, if he would have done that with the tight end going down the seam, he would have had right. one less interception. Well, last week I saw that Mel Kuyper Jr. woke up from being under a rock, moving wow. Malik what Willis What did Mel from, ever do to you? Seriously. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Ask my therapist. <laughs> no. um, Pardon? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Close your mouth, Joe, when I'm talking to you. Um he moved him from three to number one yeah. on the overall. The big board. Yeah, yeah. the big board. It's the big board. So, well, apparently Spencer Rattler went from one to number three on his own depth chart. So yeah, that, may have, real, they, right? that may have impacted yeah, things that, as well. That's what I was going to say. Looking at some of the other quarterbacks' performances not this a past great, week. It's just not a great quarterback class. I mean, that's the bottom line. College football, That this is, if Malik Willis is going to pick a time to come out, this is the time to come out yeah. because you start yeah. looking you know, around who the big names were before the start of the season. Spencer Ratliff, Sam Howell. Malik Willis, like these these guys are. You say Spencer Ratliff? Yeah. Who's that guy? Rattler? Oh, Rattler. Rattler. Say Rattler. Spencer Rattliff has been so bad, I'd never heard of yeah, him. Yeah, never heard of him. Yeah, Rattler. Sorry. Rattler, yeah. Um, 
you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's bad. Where do yeah. you think he'd been last year? Like, let's say you take last Ooh. year's class and put him this season. Right. Yeah. Last Good year's question. it was loaded. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I tend to think Zach Wilson, because he's at BYU, is still ahead of him. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence with Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence is still not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And are we putting this part of the season in that discussion? Because if yeah. we're going off of just last year, him coming out I'm saying, for what he did just last year. Hold everybody back another year. So right. the complete class stays yeah. here for this season. And you go through and you have all the quarterbacks from last year and they all get drafted. It'd be interesting to see where he'd be in the mix. I still believe he's a first rounder. Yeah. And and that's always the interesting thing when it comes to drafts and what I feel like teams never can do, right? Because you always get to these drafts and it doesn't matter whether it's a strong quarterback class, weak quarterback class, there's going to be like four guys that go in yeah. the first round. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. But, but the real question, yeah, to your point, Red, is okay, if you put them all in a yeah. bucket, like where do they rank then? Right. Because, like, yeah, he may be, you know, you may have these guys that are good for this year, and they'll mm-hmm. still go top 10, top yeah. 15, but would they have gone Can fifth I, or sixth last year? Yeah, that, that's the that, bigger yeah. question. Do you want me to play devil's advocate with the NFL and Malik Willis? Please. Can I do that? Sure. Is sure. that okay? Here's, here's, the, here's the downside on Malik, I think, is that he's, what, six foot one, okay? He's running around like crazy against uh, these teams that he's playing Campbell and, you know, across the board, like, and he's playing, he's not playing in a, you know, power ACC, SEC, big 10, not playing in those conferences. And he's not going to do that in the NFL. Because those just, guys are going to it's catch just him. It's just not going to happen. He's not going to spin around three times and then throw an unbelievable, and we're all going to go, wow, look at that play. It's just, it's two things going to happen. He'll do it some. He'll be mobile. He'll be able to do it some, but he won't be able to do it at the extent that he's doing it now, obviously, because of the level of competition. And then the second part of it is these guys, he's going to take shots, and he's going he's to take vicious shots. And he'll learn really quick that in order to succeed in the NFL, you're going to have to be able to stand in the pocket and make the throws. And can he do that at being six foot one? All right. So let me play devil's advocate to your devil's advocate. Yep. Kyler well, Murray. New yeah. segment. There's always Kyler Murray's five ten. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So five ten, obviously very athletic. There's always good exceptions. Arm. Lamar Jackson. Would you say Malik Willis is a more accurate? complete passer at this stage of his career than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar, was Lamar Jackson is freaky fast though. He's at a different Malik Willis is not freaky fast. No. Malik Willis is, is very, he stays alive. Well, he moves side to side. He's strong. He's a very strong runner. Right. But my Russell point, Wilson, my, Russell Wilson's five eleven. My point would be that if Lamar Jackson is a worse passer and they've been able to build an offense around him that has had this level of success, and Malik is not the elite speed guy that Lamar is, but he's also athletic enough to really hurt you with his legs. We've seen he's been the most explosive runner, yeah. period, in college football this season. And he's a better passer. Like the gap yeah, there, the like, balance, like right. it kind of balances. But out, I think it goes I mean? back to what when we we talked about this before. I think it goes back to Malik Willis is the kind of guy that if you're going to draft him, you have to go all in on him. Right. right, you have to build your offense like the Ravens did with Lamar. Like the Ravens, yeah. did, and it's not going to be a Ravens style. Like you, you, he's he's going to take if you let him run like he does in college, he's going to get knocked out of games. It's just going to happen. But if you build an offense around because he is, he's a better passer than Lamar Jackson is, and his ability to full read defenses, his full field reads of defenses is at the college level right now is really good. He's a very smart kid. And so I think if you can build that offense specifically, and it has to be very specifically around him, he can be successful. But that's a chance you take. 
Because man, when you go all in on that, you're 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 sure, going but all in. If you you're going to make a table. top five, top ten pick, right. you better be willing you're, to do. Very willing yeah. to do it. You know, and I think you'll see that too. Is you'll see where does he go? Because is somebody in a top five pick willing to say yes? We're going to go on, or will he slide later down where, no, we want to get him later in the draft and groom him along for a couple of years. And the bottom line is, too, as we we know with every draft pick, it's all about where you land and the, and the situation that you're in. Yeah. If it's something we hear all this buzz about all these Steelers fans, oh, we want Malik, like it's all over social media. You land in a place like that that has all these pieces already there, and they're just kind of missing that one guy or two, a couple of pieces, like you have success. You land someplace like – you know, Houston, whose roster is yeah. depleted, boy, that's going to be tough. You know what I mean? So, like, it all depends, too, on the situation you find yourself he in. He would be great in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I think he would. Yeah. He really would be do. great really would. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, the guys going after him are going to be faster, and it's a higher competition. But also, he's going to have more pieces. This isn't a knock on Liberty's wide receivers, but he's going to have more guys at that next level than he does here. So maybe that's why he is choosing to run on some of these plays yeah, it depends because on he the doesn't team, have that elite right. receiver. But it goes back to Matt's. It depends on the team because you, you watch, you look at the, look at, look at, uh, uh, Darnold at, at, yeah. at Carolina and the jets and then uh, Tannehill that yeah. it, it, so much of this is dependent upon what team you land with. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you have bad receivers and you're playing against Jalen Ramsey yeah. and, and the Rams, I mean, you're going to get shut down. I don't care how good you are, quarterback. You're going to get or shut down. Your so, O line too, right? And your O, all oh, these things. Goodness. Like in the NFL, it's a totally different animal. Yeah. My point is, is that that he's not going to be able to run, he's not going to be able to run like he is now. Okay, and he's six foot one. So yes, can quarterbacks can quarterbacks be successful? But I I think I'm with you, Emily, on that because I think the NFL coordinators have evolved so much that they realize that there's different ways to skin the cat. And yeah. you can do that with a shorter quarterback if you move him outside the pocket and you create throwing lanes for him, so on and so forth. So I, 100% I believe he can be successful. But it's not going to look like it looks right now in college. Yeah, I've been burned by the height thing with Trey Young when I was on the Atlanta sports radio. And I was just like, this guy's too small. Yeah. Same thing with Kyler Murray. I'm like, can yeah. you even see over the line? So I'm not going with the and that height. That used to be what all you would hear. Because yeah. yeah. everybody was cookie cutter. Yeah. No, now you've got these coordinators that have come in and they realize like, dang, these guys are superior athletes and everybody on the field. Let's build our offense around them and figure out a way to make it work. Okay, to start our um, transition to talking a little bit about the defense, almost a perfect first half. I mean, that one drive where Middle Tennessee scored, but other than that, it looked they looked pretty sink, you know, which in the past it seemed like they, you know, took a couple drives to get to get their feet under them. But Skylar Thomas with a huge game, nine, nine total tackles. You know, the Flames had a total of three sacks in the game. So my true-fall question here is Scott Simons will be a head coach in Division One within the next three years. Who wants that one first? All right, I'll take it first. Okay. And I, I'm going to say false because I don't know if Scott Simons wants to be a head coach. Like, I think he could have the opportunity. I don't know, and, and this is just totally my opinion. This is no inside information I have. He, I think he's happy being a D.C. Now, I could be totally wrong, but he just seems to have that personality where he likes to go about his business behind the scenes, get into the, the tape and just watch tape for hours and – come up with a game plan and not have to worry about the media that goes along with being a head coach and everything that comes with that. So I'm going to say false for that reason, not because of his talent level and ability to call a game. True. He will be a head coach. Really? Yeah. 
at a at a Division one school somewhere. He'll he'll take over. He'll he'll want to do a rebuild. He thinks that after when you're around really good coaches like Coach Freeze, okay, and you see how they run the program, they see how they do it on an operation standpoint. You always want that opportunity yourself. These guys are Type A people who are highly motivated. And he he would love to be able to have the opportunity to take a program that's willing to hire a defensive coordinator and then try to rebuild it because his sell is, hey, I've been under Hugh Freeze, who's done a great job in rebuilding programs. And Liberty's not necessarily a rebuild, but taking them to the next right. level. And uh, I want the opportunity to do that. And I think it's a great sell. So, yes. And you get paid a lot more money, too. That helps. <laughs> that does help. Yeah. I think, boy, this is tough. I think. Do you need a true false maybe? Well, I, I'm going to go with false. I think the bigger concern, and this is why you know you talk about Liberty keeping you know Hugh Freeze, and and we've said this about different coaches, like oh you got to make sure you do whatever it takes. And Ian McCaw has done a great job of of making it very difficult for you know a lot of these coaches here at Liberty to even consider leaving. Right? You need to do the same with Scott Simons. I would be more concerned with him being taking over SDC at like an SEC program or something, yeah. you know, and maybe that's the step to then getting, you know, the, the head coaching job. But whatever, whatever the case, Liberty needs to make it very hard for him to leave here because mm-hmm. he has been so good. And you think about we talk about all, all the talent on this defense. You think about last year, like statistically, they were very good last yeah. year. They did not have a lot of these, you know, these, these transfers, these no. playmakers that you're seeing on the field this year. Like you got Anthony Butler in there. He had a great season. No knock on him. We loved what he did. He's not the caliber of athlete that you've seen them bring in with the story of Jackson and, and some of these Skylar Thomases. So like he did it then with a depleted linebacking core and all that. Now he's doing it again at even a better level with the talent that they brought in. So it, like no matter what kind of pieces you've thrown at him so far in his tenure here, He's found a way to be successful on the defensive side of the ball. Can I ask myself a true false question? Sure. Whoa, whoa. Okay, so well, Emily Austin will be the host of the Flame Central know. podcast next season. If I ask myself uh, this question, will an uh, SEC or ACC team come knocking on the door in the next three years and make it very difficult for Liberty to keep him? I will say true to that in a heartbeat. Oh, as a DC? Yeah, as yeah. a DC. I mean, because I, I agree with Matt. Because yeah, how could you not? Not saying. Like Liberty is on the rise. But I don't think that would take three years either. Where are you going to, where, you know, what school is going to offer you from here? What situation are you going to be in? How much are you going to have to raise funds and all that that comes along with being a head coach and, and the boosters and everything? Mm-hmm. What the environment you're going to be in? If you go and do the exact same thing you're doing at an ACC school or SEC school, kind of like Matt, what Matt was leading to, you're going to be in a much better situation at getting a, a higher end head coaching job at a school where I think finances aren't going to be as difficult. Bottom line right now, I think he's one of the best kept maybe secrets nationally oh, yeah. in the country on the 100%. defensive side of the ball. Like yes. the average fan, college fan doesn't know his name, but they should. Like, like they probably should. And yeah. Liberty needs to do everything they can to make sure. He and that's why it. you need to stop talking about it on this podcast. Exactly. This is a nationally broadcast podcast. Um, going into this game, you know, Scott Simon said how the defensive line was a little banged up, but with the depth that they've had, we know how, how deep that position group is. How did you think that the defensive line looked in this game? They're great. I mean, I thought the defensive line was great. And the thing that, that what Scott Simons is really, and I just keep harping on it on Matt's and we talk about it a thousand times, but when you up, uh, speed on defense is everything, right? Yeah. And when you upgrade your speed and then you get up on teams and you can pin your ears back and rush the passer. And now, and you have the speed 
to be able to do your twist game, your slant game. There's all kinds of different – I mean, these coaches can sit around and, and concoct so many different blitz packages possible. But you can't do any of that kind of stuff unless you can hold up on the back end and the secondary. And that's why defensive football is so important as a unit because when you rush the passer and you start committing five and six guys – but you can't hold up on the back end, you have problems, which then forces you to play only rush four, rush three, and then play the cover. But when you have the speed and the ability, the Javon Scruggs, Skylar Thomas's, the, the players on the back end that can hold up, it is the, the book's wide open. And then what ends up happening, and you've seen this with Liberty, they're, they're, it's a pretty consistent theme. They start rushing five and six guys early in the third quarter. Yeah. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. They get teams rattled. Then once they're rattled and they get, they get up on people, those defense, Darrell Johnson, Treshawn Clark, those defensive ends start pinning their ears back. Then they rush four guys. Now they're dropping seven, and they're still getting after the quarterback, well, and it's it's over at that point. Calm down, and, Joe. And, and, yeah. I love defense. It's Monday. And, and then you have the quarterback, like we saw in that game, Chase Cunningham, who even when there wasn't pressure, he yes, thought there would yeah. be. And so yeah. he's trying to scramble. It's like yeah. you don't you need to. The pocket was there, but you, you're getting so much pressure. The other thing I would say is, have has Liberty had – their full complement of defensive linemen any game this year except the first game. Kenny Charles out while. this this past week. You've had Darrell Johnson miss time. Henry Chabuzzi's missed time. Chabuzzi's an animal. He is an he animal. Was that, that, he's got some speed. Like that hit he had on the safety. Mm-hmm. I was like, he came out of, yeah. came out of nowhere. Yeah, so so you're also doing that without everybody healthy on the field at yeah, one time. So that so. that's even more impressive. Okay, we'll get to our Flames fantasy update in just a minute. But looking ahead on this schedule, the next three games, ULM, North Texas, UMass, the Flames won't get tested with these next three opponents, true or false? Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> that's true. I mean, I think I what we're was, going to see true, J- Jonathan true, Bennett. True. Yeah, yeah, what it, I forget what I said there. Their combined record was, I think it was like 3-10 and 10 going into the weekend. Um and Liberty opened as a 32-point favorite on the road at Louisiana Monroe. That. That's a Ouch. lot. That's, that's a lot. lot. But it tells you a little bit about, about kind of where that program is right now. Well, uh, I'm excited to see Jonathan Bennett yeah, you know, yeah, in that right, game. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, or or I play devil's advocate to that one. Or do you let Malik Willis just pile up massive stats in order to get national I'm not attention? a fan of that. I mean, I, I think that's I cool, would. but I think I think I'd the, pick, the I'd do it. classy, Joe. I do it. I'm with you. I think this week you just let him. Let him lose. I mean, he could pile up ridiculous yeah, stats. Yeah, but then again, you have the the risk of injury. I it's just not worth it in my eyes. Of no, the no. nation is already paying attention to yeah, but, Malik Willis. Yeah, but I think I think this week you just let it let, let it, it let it fly. fly. Yeah. All right, Matt's minute. What do we have? Honestly, I, I don't have really anything. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Said, but I mean, you yeah, just no, you let, just rolled yeah. into him on that. Well, you didn't I'm even trying, give it up. I'm trying to you go know, to true and false. Where's true and false at? I just gave you that, four true and false questions. Two. No, I asked you about Malik's best throw. Malik okay. uncharacteristic. Okay. It was a Are good you true. listening to the podcast? It was a good true and false. Scott, here's a, here's a good uh, Matt's minute. Go for it. We'll we'll talk about it. Here's Scott. wait. You're doing Scott. Matt's no no no. Right. Well, just here's a topic we talk. I thought the run game was better, and I think yeah. Josh Mack had his yeah. best yes. best yes. game of the. TJ Green was good too. Yeah, TJ not selfishly for my Flames fantasy, but which we'll. I'd like to see him get some more touches. Like in some ways. I love Shedro, but I'd love to see like series alternate between Mac and and TJ just to get them both into a rhythm because they are very different dynamics. I think TJ could offer more and have more numbers. But. Listen, the, the the bottom line is if finally is that the Liberty offensive line in the traditional run game in the traditional run game with your running right. backs, not quarterback runs and quarterback scrambles and whatnot, but in the traditional run game, they finally block somebody. 
Like they finally got on people. They 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 love the the old I call it the old Washington Redskins counter trade play where they pull the guard and tackle. But Liberty does it a little bit differently. They use the backside tight end, the guard center sometimes to do the way they do it. But they start that's been their bread and butter staple run. Yeah. And they finally got that thing going. And when then TJ Green got that drive going, you yeah. could see the confidence start building in the old line. Like, yeah, okay, now we got this thing. And that's sometimes that's all it takes is you get your they got good backs. Like don't yeah. Josh Mack, TJ Green, Shadow, these are all really good backs, but you're not going to get them going until you block people. And they started blocking people. So that was very, very promising for these future games with the old line starting to get a little bit of confidence. And hopefully we talk about that schedule that will continue. They can continue to build that confidence here over the next three games. Um, a couple stories we want you to check out on Liberty Football social media. TJ Green, his legal name wasn't TJ Green. That was a good until story. Until September 30th. I did 30th. not know that. So go check that out. It's a great Great feel-good story. Also, the defensive um, line that we were just talking about, we went in the fire with them this last home game. So Tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, that that should out. be yeah. posted, yes, this week. So be sure to check that out. Did you go in Let's, the fire? In the fire. Do you not watch Have or you not do? watched our In the Fire yes, series? I do. Our In the Files. Yes. In the Fire series are some of my favorite. I was just trying to pump it up. So oh, our Flames fire? Fantasy Draft, yeah. let's have an update let's go on those Flames scores. Flames Fantasy oh, League. stop. All right, so we'll start with this. We'll start with the positive. Emily led all scores this week. Let's Emily. go. Had a big week from Josh Mack and got robbed because Josh Mack got into the end zone. They're, they're late, remember? Yeah. He broke the plane, and everybody just kind of looked at each other, and they're like, I mean, I don't oh, know. That's I true. Guess, that guess was put it back at the half-yard line. And then Malik ran it yeah, in the next play. So Mack true. got robbed. Whatever. But he led you. You also had a good week from Jerome Jackson getting in the end zone. So Emily scored 38 points. She's up to 142. Rhett only got a little under 16 points. Uh, TJ Whoa. Green was his leader. So <laughs> Rhett drops down to 129 on the year. Can we get some points for quarterback hurries? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Three of right. <laughs> right? Joe, the typical six points from him. Um, <laughs> DJ Stubbs, Darrell Johnson both got on the board. Uh, your other three did not. Oh, but by the way, this is now the point this week where we can drop an okay. ad. Oh, right. Now. Why don't we just a, the midway like, point of the season is when you get to make the move. Two seasons of fantasy. Joe's just like, can we restart it. the score? Yeah. Decided, you're the champ. We've decided Joe's tanking for the first round pick next year. Uh, and then I had like 35 points. Big, big game from Demario. Well, big half from Demario Douglas. Yeah. And then that was about it for my squad. But uh, I have 233 points. On Hopefully that left yeah. ankle is going to be okay for him. I don't yeah, know if there was an update. Post game, they asked and he said. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, but those are one of those things, too, where sometimes right after the game, you don't really know. You kind of yeah. need to wake up yeah. the next day and kind of see how it is. So we'll, we'll get an update, I'm sure, from Coach Yeah, Price. we'll keep you posted on that. Matt Warner, thanks for your Matt's Minute. That was yeah. the best one I've heard. Appreciate Do we that. have a Yawk Talk? Do you want to talk about your um, – you guys got hats made for this Pickleball League? Yeah, Pickleball League's doing well. It's pretty well. intense. <laughs> now, there is some news potentially coming out of Pickleball League. We do meals after every uh, 10 o'clock Tuesday nights. We have a full meal. Are you looking for sponsors? Yeah, well, no, this? no, no. I talked to Nana last night. Uh, <laughs> Nana, and so I said, Nana, you know, guys – Who is Nana? It's my wife's uh, mother, okay. my mother-in-law. Thanks for and, the clarification. Yeah. And so Nana, no, Nana lives around the bend from us at the yacht compound. And uh, I said, uh, oh, it's a full-fledged compound. Yeah. You guys were in like, never mind. It's, a, com yeah, it's yeah, a compound. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. When things Keep get bad, show. come on over. Yeah. We'll hunker down. Not like, not like Waco. So I said to Nana last yeah. night, I said, Nana, 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 Nana listen, listen. That's we do a meal after every there. pickleball match, right? And, you know, it's, it's a lot to bring that meal. I said, we're thinking about subcontracting you out. And wow. basically we say, Nana, here's, we, we pay her. And, and <laughs> then she makes the meal 
and hand delivers it, and then the boys just show up and they start. So that, that we're talking, right. we're talking to this. I brought it in. Yeah. I brought it up to the VP of Internal Affairs and the committee, <laughs> yeah. and then he's going to talk there's to a lot. There's a lot of committees. It's a private league. You don't need to know who that is. No. Uh, and then we're going to talk to the Substance Committee. And uh, and then we're we're gonna make a decision on that. See if we can talk. Nana the substance committee covers a wide variety of. Okay. It does. Yeah, of things. Are you gonna so, do yeah. any live streams? We need to do a we live. Do you stream. need a reporter really since yeah. women aren't the, allowed to play in the, the league? Are we? It's, it's well, you can report. Yeah, you yeah. can report. I will we'll say that would actually. Sport. Can Stanley yeah. come? Stanley can come. I'll sure. say this about your league. I yeah. think it is most kids or like men's dream to be yeah. a part of this yeah. in some fashion. I don't know if it's necessarily pickleball. But like but what you have going on, the, the setup. There's like a commissioner yeah. and everything yeah. that goes yeah. along. Competition with it. committee. There are, there are uh, blazers. It's like a yeah. we have blazers. We have blazers, and then we have a pope. A pope I don't know if yeah, yeah, pope. His <laughs> oh and his name is Pope Rambo. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so, before we get to some <laughs> Flames um, athletics talk, bold predictions for this upcoming game because this is oh, going to be fun bold. with a thirty point or bold. thirty-two point um, favorite Spread. for the Flames. So uh, Malik Willis goes over three hundred and fifty passing yards. Okay. okay, in three quarters. Okay, here we go. You ready for this one? Malik Willis goes for four hundred passing yards, five passing touchdowns. And two rushing touchdowns. Wow, that would be total. bold. That would be bold. That's I mean, that's six. Seven total. All right, Red. What else was going around the mountain? <laughs> going not, around do the I mountain. Get a prediction. You... Oh yeah. Hey, give Sorry. Prediction. You get your prediction. I, I thought you were going to roll it into both. Oh, okay. No, you didn't. That's, <laughs> that's totally a cop out. Um, all right, my prediction is going to be, and I didn't really have one going. I think actually, I'm going to say Frith gets two touchdowns. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Frith I, touchdowns. I think he's going to get back. And you need to go with a run. Like the game. running game is going to bust out. It's got to be. I'm going Give me to somebody. say Demario Douglas oh, is going to take it DeMario to the house. That initially, was I was going to say that he has three. Oh, PDs. you're talking about a. Oh, you're talking about a special teams return. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, I thought you meant he's going to score a touchdown. Well, that's no. really bold. Oh, real bold. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. That dude is the most fearless punt returner I in know. NCAA football. I'm like, <laughs> I really love is. that kid. I absolutely love him. He's back there. He doesn't want to fair catch it. He doesn't care if he drops it. He's dropped it, and he'll catch it right back in, getting ready to get rocked in. He doesn't care. I love that kid. It, I hold my He's breath. all guts. I do hold my breath because I'm like, are you going to get injured? Are you going to injure other teammates? Like, like what's literally, going on? If it's, uh, he tried if to was, jump the dude the one time, ran into his own guy. <laughs> if he was out of the end zone, I still think there'd be some way he tries to like bring it in. I love that guy. That actually, you know, I didn't realize this, but the one punt return he had – uh, last home game where he was about to fall. Do you remember that? Yeah. He was slipping. He grabbed it and he, he spun Did around spin and still returned. Oh. That on on some Instagram account. Some Overtime. Uh, was that what it was? Mm -hmm. It had over a million views. Yeah. Like that went Shut viral. Up. Yeah. It's so truth. funny to listen or to read the comments on that because like. There's so many haters out there. Like, what? This wasn't even a great. He should have. He shouldn't have. Like, uh, he, it should have been a fair catch. Like, what was he doing? And it's haters. like, look at this athletic ability haters. of this guy. How he spun around on one. Oh, haters. that was crazy. That yeah, was, I will haters. say this though. Just kind of like Malik having to learn when haters. to throw the ball away. <laughs> you, haters got motivators. You got to learn when to do the fair catch. Haters going. I think hate. he does. Oh, no, I love it. Oh. I love it. Yeah, oh, but you're gonna gosh. love it when it. It drops oh, and it's a TD. The I like yeah. that call, Emily. That's a great bold prediction. I like that on your part. Thank yeah, you. Good go work. take one to the house. All right, what else is going Liberty around? Athletics. This is big news. Yeah, this big is news. Huge. It hurts me a little bit, but I'll it give does. the Flames credit. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, field hockey, number 10 in the nation, taking down 
uh, defending three-time defending national champ in the Tar Heels. This is the that's first a, ever win hurt me. over UNC entering today's contest. 0-7 all-time record against the Tar Heels. And this was the first loss at home in Chapel Hill since 2014. What? Yes, a streak of 62 straight Baby wins. Blue. Oh, yeah. sorry about the three national championships that went along yeah, the way. That was, yeah, that was <laughs> sorry. I mean, what is that? No, you know? I mean, I, I, I was this. That reminds me. I was wearing a, a Texas A&M Aggie sweatshirt in Lowe's yesterday. Oh, yeah. And she, she jumped. On. I don't have Liberty gear. So um, I was wearing Aggie sweatshirt. And this one of the guys checking us out was like, oh, my gosh, you guys beat my team. And I'm like, are you really complaining as an Alabama fan? Yeah, exactly. Was, you guys won, I think it was like 100 straight, something ridiculous of unranked opponents they've beaten. It's yeah. like, did you see the relax. Did you see the video of the girl get just waxed by the cop <laughs> when Nick <laughs> no. Saban was coming off the field? It's awesome. Like, you know, Good. they storm in the field. Yeah. Like, it's like, like nobody, I can promise you this, name, nobody in an Alabama state trooper is putting a hand on Nick Saban. And this girl, like, she didn't even know what she was doing. She was just like, ah, sprinting on the field. <laughs> and this cop, like, he, she was running. He dropped his shoulder, and she got smoked. The cell phone <laughs> went flying. It was just flying in the air. Oh, you got to find it. Yeah. I mean, she got smoked by this cop. Red, I'm sorry. We completely. No, that's okay. We got very oh, sorry, excited. Red. No, no, yeah, that's we, right. This was Red's. How the boys skating, eh? Yeah. No, yeah, in Liberty Hockey. Had yeah, boys skating hard, eh? One. Taking pucks out in the corner. Yeah, good job, boys. Keep sticking on the yeah. ice. Oh. Um, Kirk Handy did an excellent job. Kirk Handy is up to it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, so Liberty's hockey head coach, Kirk Candy, has around 450 wins all time. Just coached his seven seven hundred what game Handy? Yeah, yeah. You I know mean, what? He, he actually might. You know, pardon me. He's getting close to 500 wins. So his winning percentage is up in the like this in the 70s. I mean. Handy, it's huge. Handy's the Bear Bryant of hockey. He's a, he's having a, a you great make year him make and, him wear uh, one of the Bear Bryant hats. Yeah. They please. just they just swept Delaware two game series. <laughs> and uh, Handy one of Bear Bryant hats. I will say this before I go is that Liberty Hockey. I thought it was going to be a down year for the guys. I thought oh, you know you, you graduated hockey. a lot, but they brought in a lot of talent. It's a yeah. really good team. If you have not gone out and rocked the rink hashtag rock the rink yet this Ooh. year, you need rock to do the it. rink. Yeah. yeah. I love hockey games. Team. Maybe it's the broadcast crew. I said it in the show this week that, you know, maybe their success is just, it's you, right? It's not. It's, it's not. It's a good team. I need to get out there and you get should. some skating in. I would definitely spray Joe Yacht <laughs> from head to toe with the. Yeah. This, can you do this? <laughs> I can't. No, oh, she can't skate. She's got you guys stir. underestimate me so much. That's why you don't want me to play in your pickleball league. Oh, you would get destroyed. Okay. All right. Well, so thanks for joining fun, us for this um, Flame Central podcast. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. We can't wait to see you guys back here next week to see if our bold predictions play it's out. True. Bold predictions. Bold predictions. Liberty at ULM next week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you then.